Welcome to Jeff in Motion. Oh God, that sun is bright. Where are my sunglasses? Oh, it's been a pretty good weekend. Um, not much to report. Uh, well, actually, I recorded an episode of Mixing It Up with Mike Carpenter, one of my favorite podcasts on our network, and um, it gets a little dark, gets a lot dark, Um, goes places people didn't expect it to go, but that's not going to air for another three weeks, so you'll get to hear that then, Um, just a word to the wise, um, it's like a half an hour to 45 minutes till the, uh, till there's kind of a, a peak of the darkness of the episode. Uh, I implore you not to turn your, uh, to stop listening at that point. If you listen to the entirety of the episode, we really process where we go and we end up, um, we don't crash and burn. We, we bring the bird in for a smooth landing, or a, a safe landing, we'll say. Maybe not smooth. So there's that to look forward to. That, um, that'll be up in about three weeks. Pardon me. Um, by super fan request, today's episode is not going to be another quote- love letter to my wife, (laughs) but fuck you, whatever. I talk about what I talk about when I talk about it. I don't really plan, per se. (laughs) What was it he said? (laughs) You've already got her. Enough of of that shit already. (laughs) Ah, what the fuck ever. Ooh, crumble strips. So, I was kind of at, at a loss for what to talk about if I wasn't going to uh, yammer on about how much I love my wife again. Which I could do forever, but I'd end up starting to rehash things, and uh, yeah, so... I'm going to try to avoid that. I'm sure it'll happen. But I thought up two topics in the shower. So I think I'm going to do one, which is... I already did um, an episode about the ladies. Um, which has gotten pretty pretty decent response from like the two or three people that do respond to me about this podcast so that's good that's good um oh only semi related 
is there anyone out there, and I know that no one that listens to this, because between 60 and 90 people do listen to this show, or at least download it, but only like two or three people ever respond to it. So, uh, so Mike Carpenter, Liam, and my wife, <laughs> the three people that talk to me about this podcast, and the funny thing is the uh, the other two people I actually talked about this with are Mike Carpenter and my wife. So Liam, would you be interested in listening to a mini podcast or a segment of a podcast referred to as The No Men, which is where we go through all of the Yes Men's questions and answer them the way we think they should be answered? Because we love that show, but there are some times that from our side, we think that they might have missed a little on their answers. But we're coming at things from a different perspective. So Liam, get back to me. Um, I'll be watching the hashtag Jeff in Motion today at work when I'm bored. So let me know, buddy. Um... And anyone else is allowed to, too. But I just know that Liam is the only one who talks to me. <laughs> anyway. The topic I decided to talk about is... Friendship! Friendship! Um, but more importantly... Um, kind of the minutia of making friends... Um, being an introvert versus being an extrovert, uh, things of that nature. I don't think of myself as an extrovert um, because I think of like when I say like when I hear the word extrovert, I kind of think of someone who's very needy, very um, all about me. But that's more of an attention whore. So I'm coming to like. Here's the thing, I'm pretty good at making friends, but the thing is, I don't desperately need friends, like, I'm not one of those people who can't survive if you aren't their friend, so I tend to make friends slowly, I play the long con, so to speak, whereas, like, if I'm in a room of people I don't know, I am not going to reach out to anyone, I am going to be quiet. I'm going to be playing solitaire on my phone. Um, you know, I am going to... I'm not going to be the the loudest one in the room by any means. But the way I am, the way I'm programmed, I'm always ready for conversation. So if someone reaches out to me, I immediately will open up, I'll converse... Um, I don't have any hang-ups with talking to someone um, that I don't know. But I don't... I'm not the guy that's going to walk over to the person in the corner not speaking. I am the guy in the corner not speaking. But I'm ready to go. Boom, boom. Um, I got my guns in my holsters at the ready... I'm good to go. And... Excuse me. 
And I think one of the reasons is um, that day-to-day interactions with people you don't know are so unimportant in the grand scheme scheme of things. If you embarrass yourself while talking to someone, who the fuck cares? That is only a weird moment between the two of you. Um, What the fuck ever, you know? So... You go home, you tell, or you talk to your friends later and be like, this guy that I ran into. And uh, I think the reason that I don't give a fuck about, like, your gen... And it's not so much that I don't give a fuck, but it, I don't... I'm not anxious about. I don't have anxiety over your general day-to-day interactions with people I don't know is they just, in the grand scheme of things, don't matter in any way. So what if, you know, you accidentally offend someone? So what if they think you're a weirdo? Whatever. But here's the thing, like, when I first went to Pentec, I told myself that I was not going to make any friends because it never fails put me in the room with with the same group of people over a several month period I'm going to make a friend with somebody and I was a commuter meaning I wasn't going to stay up there and hang out at parties I wasn't going to hang out on the weekends like I was I knew that I was not going to be able to be a good friend to people up there so I told myself I was just like no don't make any friends do not make any friends and I mean I did of course some of my best friends I have now I met in that first year but here's the thing like people who are anxious about quote unquote making friends it is exceedingly rare that you become BFFs with someone in one or two conversations. It's a courting process. It is a friendship is a relationship. Um, and they grow. They you don't like it happens. You have friendship at first conversation. That happens, but it's pretty damn rare. And that's gonna happen anyway. If, like, you, if two people are meant to be best friends, they're going to. Simply. And, like, I'm not one to believe in fate, but I just believe that if two personalities are very, very compatible, it's just going to happen. But, like, a lot of my very good friends, I didn't become what I consider good friends with them until my third or fourth year of school. Where, like, I met them in my first or second. And, like, and it all involved just being open to conversation, um, but not persistent. Like, don't bug people. If someone asks you a question, answer, um, talk. If you have something that is pertinent to what is happening right then, tell, you know, tell them, like, I am the master of an anecdote. I, I love to tell stories. And, like, if I have a story that is pertinent to the information that's being presented at the time, I will tell it. But 
I'm not going to shoehorn myself in. I wait for a moment. Like, and that's things like, none of this is conscious. I'm not sitting in the back like, oh man, oh man, I've got the absolute best story for this. I need to wait until the, the, the room is quieted down a little. Like, I, it's just a lot of the, like, conversation and social dynamics come fairly naturally to me. And not to say that I don't get anxious. Like, if I don't like to be in a room of people I don't know, I hate it. But the minute that someone starts talking to me, there's an opportunity for me to be in a room with one person I know. Because I can get to know this person. So I fucking jump on it. What I hate is being alone in a room of people I don't know. I absolutely hate it. But if I can make a friend with the with another misfit in the corner, we can make fun of the jock or the guy who was a jock in high school. Like that so it's not so much that I have a just an unending well of self-confidence that I can make friends with anybody in a room. It's more like I desperately need to have a partner in crime to sit in the corner and make fun of other people to make myself feel better. Like it isn't a healthy, natural thing, it is, but I am, I can admit to myself that I'm pretty decent at it. So, like, people who, like, I know a lot of quote-unquote introverts, and basically, the, that comes from just caring a little too much about what people think of you, and I've never had that issue I've never really given a fuck what people thought about me. Like, yeah, it would bum me out when people called me faggot in the hallway or something like that, but it didn't, like, really eat at me. It didn't change my behavior, that's for fucking sure. Um, like, had it, I might have been a halfway de- halfway popular kid, but it just, I, it rolled off my back like du- water off a duck's ass, you know? Um, I didn't give a fuck. It was, and again, I can say this now as an adult looking back, it, like, it bugged me and stuff like that, but I wasn't so self-aware as a early teenager in high school. But, like, I think that's really the issue. People who say they have trouble making friends, people who have trouble having, like, starting conversations with strangers... Um, one, I don't start conversations with strangers. They tend to start conversations with me. And granted, I am a walking conversation piece. The piercings, the tattoos, I tend to wear, like, bright, loud, attention-grabbing clothing. Like, I am a walking conversation piece. So there's that. Um, if you hear odd noises, I am depositing a check at the bank... And since it's at an ATM, I don't need to pause it, so I'm going to attempt to continue to speak while I do this. Uh, Great, there's someone in line behind me. Now the pressure is on, guys. The pressure is on. I'm not telling you my key. Yes, I want a receipt. Deposit. Primary checking. An amount of money that I'm not going to say out loud for you guys. Boom. Give me my envelope. 
Yeah. My name, my absolutely illegible signature, Jeffrey Conkle, my financial institution, which you guys don't need to know. No cash, one check for amount of money you guys don't need to know. Total, that same amount of money you don't need to know. Alright. Thrilling podcasting, I know. I was going to continue on my topic while I did this, but, well, my brain apparently can't multitask that well. And that, lick the envelope, seal it, press when ready, ready, pretty. Envelope into the slot. Another transaction, new. Money in the bank, motherfucker. Wee! Tear ass out of here so the other person in line can do whatever the shits they need to do. Yeah, boy. Yeah, boy. All right, where, was, where the fuck was I? I, I apologize, guys. I should have just paused for that. Oh well, whatever. It wasn't that long. Um, friendship, friendship. Um, but yeah, my a lot of my best friends were not made overnight, and that's the thing. Like people who worry about making friends and whatnot, they worry about you know hitting it off right away. A lot of it is the the long con, the long you know you just gotta. You know, talk back when you're talked to, and, you know, open up when they open up, and things like that, and you shouldn't have to work at a friendship. Like, a friendship isn't work. Like, everyone's had that friend where you've got to try to remain their friend. Either they're super needy, or they're kind of an asshole, and you have to work to forgive them pretty frequently. Or they're inconsiderate, or, you know, they used to be a real cool guy, but they're kind of losing it. Um, or girl. Girls can be shitty, too. Newsflash. You know, friendship shouldn't be work. It should be natural. It's like, that. It that's kind of the definition. Just people you enjoy chilling the fuck out with. Friends. Like, so that's kind of where I come from. There, I know people who are like friend collectors that they have to be friends with absolutely everyone possible. Period. And I don't get it. Because people bug me. People, like... I, I, you know, there are people that I just couldn't give two shits about because they're annoying, because, like, they're, I mean, they're boring. I don't wish any ill to them. I just don't want to be buddy-buddy with them. I don't want to, you know, be besties. I don't need them to think that I absolutely adore them. Whatever. Uh, you know, to each their own. You say in your corner, I'll say in mine. Whatever. Don't care. So, ugh. like, and I don't get it. 
And I know that I'm programmed different. Like, I've never really given a fuck if people don't like me. Um, and, uh, God, guys, I can't, I'll, I'll plug it again. Mixing it up with Mike Carpenter. Before it gets really fucked up and weird, it's it explores me in high school and a lot more in depth. And I was a... It was kind of a relevatory moment for me where I was like, man, I really was a fucked up weird kid. But I'm I'm pretty happy with who I am right now. As a matter of fact, I'm very happy. Um, If you were to take the man I am right now and just make me rich, perfect. You know, like my only complaint is I am struggling with money. Like that is it. I love my wife. Ah, I came back. Always does. Love my wife. Love my daughter. Um, I love the field that I'm working in. Um, I love that I am, like, I'm educated, but I'm not too pompous about it. Um, like, I'm pretty, I love myself, but I also hate myself, and you've experienced that. Anyone who's listened to every episode of this knows more about me than, like, my parents um, knows more about me than a lot of my friends who haven't. Like, you guys know me. You've listened to me talk to myself for 45-some minutes, uh, 33 or so times. Like, you know me. But anyway. And you know that I love myself and I hate myself uh, almost at an equal level. But right now, loving myself. But, like... I think, and like, okay, I've got a couple irons in the fire. People who are, who are anxious about friend, making friends and uh, people who collect friends. Friend collectors bug me, and I, I, don't, I think it's because I don't get why they care so much about what other people think of them. And, like, I mean, I do get it, but in a deeper level, I just don't understand because it's never really been a huge thing. Now, where this, where this falters is when I thought people did like me. When people were, like, putting off a false friendship. And this happens a lot with work friends. And friends is in quotes on there. Because there are people that you simply are friendly with at work because you don't want fired if you tell them exactly what you think of them. But, like, when people... Because I, I try to be, you know, Mr. Friendly at work. I'm Maybe I wouldn't choose to hang out with you out of work, but I'm going to try and be a decent guy at work. And... <laughs> I've had on multiple occasions someone who's been pretty... You know, had asking me about my family and kind of be real bubbly and pre... Uh, you know, seemingly very friendly and caring, just either turn on me out of nowhere, just like, what the fuck? And like, it's obviously it's been an act, or I'm told by someone else, like, oh no, they hate you. And I'm just like, what? Because like, if people are allowed to hate me, I am obnoxious. I like, I understand. There are parts about myself I hate. There are parts of myself I love that I understand why people hate. Like, if you don't like me, that's you. That's on you. Whatever. Like, th- I get it. I get it. 
I'm unlikable to some people. But don't fucking lie about it to me. Just don't like me, you know? Like, because when you pretend to like me, when you become my friend, and then I find out that it's all a lie, that hurts me. And it's uh, it's not so much that I care what they think about me, it's I care that I have been lied to. That they have, that they made me care about them. And then, turns out, they're super shitty. Like, also, just, I have issues with people breaking trust and lying and things like that. Don't like it. Really, really quick way to get on my bad side is to break my trust. Um, break commitments, break promises, uh, lie. Like, that is a real fast way to get on my bad side. And so there's that. Like, where the fuck am I? Did I? I don't know if I processed the whole friend collector concept. Like, just well, there. I've known people. I've known many a friend collector in my day, and there. And like, I am quick or semi quick to cut someone out of my life. To just be like, alright, I've seen their true colors, they're a shitty person, I'm done. I'm out, I'm done, I've got enough friends, I'll make more. Done. Gonzo. And I've had, but like, and I've had shared experiences with my friends that are quote-unquote friend collectors, where a person is equally shitty to both of us, and I'm just like, I am done. Done. Whatever. Don't like this person. They're on my bad side. Fuck it. Out. And my friend collectors will be like, Well, yeah, but... But, you know, they like they, they like cool stuff. They, they like things that we like. I'm like, yeah, because we were friends. But, you know, they lied to me. And you. And we're super bitchy. For no reason. But, you know, they play paintball. Yeah, but other people who didn't do those things play paintball too. Like, you know, when they stole my property and lied about it. Well, but they go rock climbing and it's just, they'll have endless excuses for people where I'm like, and you know, I don't give a fuck if you like someone I don't. I really don't. But this... This excuse-making, this obviously bending over backwards to remain friends with someone who was really shitty to you, that doesn't seem healthy and or logical to me. So there's that. Like, that that bothers me because it just defies logic in my mind. And... Logic is my king. Logic is my is my Jesus. Like, if something doesn't make sense, isn't logical to me, it, I cut it out. It's gone. Because things have to make sense. And when things stop making sense, I get stressed out. I don't like it. I do not like it. So, I, yeah, I think that's my piece on friend collectors. Um, anxiety over making friends. 
really? And I know that this isn't going to help people who are genuinely introverted and genuinely have anxiety about this, but this really is what it boils down to is care a little less. Just relax. It's no big if you don't make any friends today. It's no big if you talk to someone and they think you're a little weird. Guess what? We're all a little weird. And this comes to another point that I wanted to make, which was, we're all, like, we all have cliques. And I know cliques are definitely seen as a bad thing in, like, high school and whatnot that's isolationist. But, like, once you get out in the real world, in the big world, cliques are kind of your safety net. Like, if you find that place where people like you go, latch on to it. You'll find friends there. And I'm not saying that you should only look for people just like you to be friends with. I've made great friends with people who are vastly ideologically different than I am. Um, And we disagree on quite a bit. But just being open to conversation and being polite and a decent human being, I'm very good friends with these people. But, like, if you... We'll use some examples. I live in a relatively small town, and I know many people live in relatively small towns. In my town, the, the, the baseline, the default setting on people is, like, hateful Republican hick, generally which is very much not me. And yes, I'm stereotyping, but whatever. I'm generalizing, we'll say that. And generalizing isn't good. You should judge everyone on a case-to-case basis, but odds are I'm going to run into a hateful Republican, hyper-Christian hick in my area. But that's the thing. Because it's such a small area and it's so rural and Republican, people like me are like, oh, fuck, I'm, like, I am alone. Here's the thing, you're never alone. I'm in a relatively small town. I know a shockingly large amount of people that are very like me. And the thing is, like, like a mixture, uh, society is a mixture, not a solution. A solution, everything mixes evenly and, you know, it all comes together. A mixture separates over time. So, like, you know, oil and water. The oil or is going to rise to the top. Or, you know, if there's, like, fine sand, it's going to sink to the bottom. You've got to find where your kind of person Settles. Is it at the top? Is it at the bottom? Is it at the local comic book store? Is it at that indie cafe? Is it at a local art gallery? Is it at a movie theater? Is it, you know, is it at Hot Topic? Heaven forbid. Um, you've got to find where your group settles. And once you do, your odds of running into a person that you will like are significantly higher and this I know this means you have to get out in the world but maybe that place is online too um like but who, who knows 
but as far as like if you're worried about finding and like this extrapolates exponentially to like larger areas like cities and whatnot. Um, cities is going to be a little easier to find that place with people you like, and there's going to be a larger group of people. But like there's a solid 50 to 100 people in my small area that I think are awesome. Of all age groups, of multiple demographics, like not all of them are weird liberal semi-punk nerd kids, but like I love, you know, I know where to go to find people I like. And there, the, there's another way to do it, too, which is go somewhere where everyone goes. And this uh, big help for me was working at the local movie theater. And, like, this was the biggest movie theater in, in a f- decent radius. So, like, people would come from all over. People would make a drive to go see movies here. And I saw a just a pie chart of the whole community because everyone sees movies everyone um i saw the people that i despised i saw people that were way cooler than i'll ever be um and like just being also being you know being able to blend in in a uniform like i'm able to observe so there's that's another option is to go somewhere where literally everyone goes and then just watch people and watch for people that are cool people that are like you and you know if you don't reach out to them maybe just observe them listen to them like I don't want to sound creepy but you know listen to where they're going later Maybe they, they drop a name of a place that they're hanging out later. Um, and, you know, we're all in the fu- motherfucking future. We've got a supercomputer in our pocket. Um, if they mention... If you catch, like, two or three words in the name of a place they're going, chances are your phone can find it by, via a Google search and location technology. Like... If, if you are desperate to find friends, it's possible. But you've got to actively do it these ways. I've never lived my life that, life that way. I've never set out to, like, I'm going to mo- go make a friend today. I've never been like that. All of my friendships are formed relatively naturally. And generally, like, a lot of people... Like, I have friends that were the person who came up to me and be like, Dude, your shoes are cool. Talk to me. We're going to be friends. And I love that kind of person. It's not me, but I'm very receptive to that person. I've become friends with the person who's like, Hey, can I borrow a pencil? And that opens up a conversation. And like a year and a half later, we're sharing our deepest, darkest secrets. It's a lot slower of a friendship process, but like, it was that too. But I am, I let life happen to me pretty, as far as social interaction goes. And like, but then there's the thing, once I'm your friend, I am pretty damn dedicated. Because I don't have a lot of friends compared to the, the your, your, say, your friend collectors. People like that, 
Um, I have a very tight-knit friendship with a handful of people. And, like, it's... And it's a bummer, but, like, friends... I also not so much lose friendships, but my friends become less tight. And, like, I've mentioned before, when my lifestyle changes, say, I have a child or I get married and I can't go out all the time, I can't stay up till 4 a.m. like I used to, um, I will, I won't so much lose friends, but I'll lose touch with friends. And, like, when I see those friends, I am, you know, I don't have any resentment for them not hanging out with me as much, for them not working around my schedule because I understand that I was the one who changed. Like, I can conceptualize that. And I also admit that I am very bad at keeping up with friends. Like, I have friends, great friends, friends I really love that live relatively close to me that I don't call when I have free time. And it's simply because when I have free time, I just kind of sit and, like, oh, my God, I have free time. I'm going to do nothing for a little bit. So, there, you know, I just... I take a very laid-back view on friends. I don't stress out about, like, losing touch with friends. I don't stress out about making friends. And I know, like, any time that I'm stressed out about something like finances or... Um, I don't fucking know work if someone says well just relax I know that doesn't fucking work I know it doesn't because I know that I should just relax I already know that so me telling you guys dudes ladies just chillax don't worry about it oh that all that anxiety you have just don't have it done problem solved I understand that that's not how it works but that's really the best advice I can give you is just chill out a little. And um, maybe it doesn't help you today, but maybe you think about it for a while and you try some things or you try and let things go over time and that'll help. But I know like, if you're looking to make friends tomorrow and you have crippling social anxiety, this episode has not helped you at all. Because there are no secrets. Um, you're going to be friends with people you're going to be friends with. Again, I don't, I don't view the, I don't view fate as a thing. I don't think there's destiny, but I think there's like statistics, there's math. And like, if you are, if you are, if probability is high that you are compatible with someone, I feel that mathematically it'll happen. If you have, like, you know, if all the check marks are in the same categories, like, oh, you like Doctor Who too, you like um, 80s Transformers, like, things like that, common ground, it's, it's, it's gonna happen if it happens. That, there we go. We will try and leave, we will try and steer our friendship into, into a dock, anyway. If it's gonna happen, it's gonna happen. And just be receptive to people. And that doesn't mean like everyone. That doesn't mean even be nice to everyone. But, like, try and start neutral. 
try and be, or neutral to positive. No, we're try and start positive. Try and give everyone a clean slate the first time you interact with them. But that is also like that that philosophy, that way of life is one of the reasons that I am really really hard on people who have a bad first impression because you've got one chance to come at somebody with a clean slate if you are shitty to that person or like say someone I have no like I have no interactions with this person at all nothing clean slate I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt if they're shitty to me with zero with clean slate they are almost never going to clean that black mark or that scuff mark off of the the slate or whatever um it's a it's a weird broken analogy but like first impressions are crucially important to me just because you know i try and give everyone the benefit of the doubt and if they if they fuck that up if they fuck me over they're good luck. You, you, there's a way you can instantly get on my bad side, and that is fucking up a first impression. And I'm positive I have fucked up my fair share of first impressions. Like, I'm, I'm not so much saying that I'm a hypocrite, but like, it happens. But if you're conscious of it, you maybe it'll help. There's something else about friendship I wanted to say that now I'm forgetting. I talked about first impressions. I talked about just relaxing, letting things happen. If it'll happen, it'll happen. Friendship collectors. It's okay to lose friends. Fuck. Oh! Here we are. I found it. There are people that I know that think of... That are... Some of the reasons they have anxiety is that they feel that they're different. That they're a quote-unquote freak. That they can't talk to people that yada, 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 yada. We've got like 7 billion people on this planet. You're not a unique butterfly or a unique flower. You're not... You are not the only person like this. There's no fucking way. Everyone is different. I will give you that. Everyone is an individual, but mathematically, we all fit into types of people. We all have categories that we fit into, and there's no fucking way you're the only person on this planet that is fits in the same categories you do. I haven't met a whole lot of people in my life. I haven't lived in a city. I haven't 
gotten out there. Like I've met, I've met a bunch. I've been around for 26 years, coming up on 27. Like I met tons of people, but compared to compared to some people, I've met nothing. And I have on multiple occasions found someone where I'm like, shit, you are me. Like, I've met like, oh, you are me, but a girl. Or, you are me, but ten years older, and came up in a different family situation. Like, I found me several times. My archetype, my, um my mold I have found now we are all individuals but we are very very similar and we I am a person who gets along well with people who are me um I know that there are personality types that would not like someone just like themselves but I am not that I love people like me and one of the reasons is because they love people like me, but they also are incredibly filled with self-doubt and self-hatred. And so, like, we love each other and hate ourselves and love ourselves, and it's very dichotomous. It's very uh, conflicted emotions. Um, but we work well as a support group for each other because we get it. Um, so yeah, uh, enough about people and people like me. Um, you are not a unique flower. You are a flower, and there are hundreds upon thousands of kinds of flowers, but guess what? There's not a single kind of flower where it is the only one. If you're a tiger lily, guess what? You're probably around a couple other tiger lilies. And say, if they're, if they're left to go at like a weed and they cover the side of a hill, that's a city. There's a whole bunch of tiger lilies. Maybe they're planted in a garden, though. That's a small town. You're not the only one. No one plants one flower unless it's maybe an orchid or something, and nobody wants to be an orchid. Come on. They're definitely uptight and no fun. So, like, find your other tiger lilies. Find your other petunias. Find your... Or we could go for a less... Uh, feminine analogy or like you know find the other squirrel in the forest they're there they are there i found people just like me in a in a relatively small area you're not alone you are not unique to the point where you won't find someone like you or you won't find someone who will like you because maybe you don't need someone like you you need someone different than you to be your friend I don't know. I doubt I've helped anyone, but maybe, maybe, like, meditating, meditating, words are hard. Maybe meditating on this will help you out. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. This has been Jeff in Motion. Um, I will see you Friday, where um, I will probably tell you I love my wife again. Fuck you, Mike Carpenter. <laughs>